Subplans, subplans, nobody wants to write subplans. Yeah, we're going to talk about subplans today. You're listening to That Music Podcast with Bryson Tarbett, the curriculum designer and educational consultant behind That Music Teacher and the Elementary Music Summit. Each week, Bryson and his guests will dive into the reality of being an elementary music teacher and how music can truly be transformative in the lives of the students you serve. Show notes and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at thatmusicteacher.com. This episode is brought to you by the free elementary music newbie guide. We all know that you can't learn it all in four years, but the sad reality is that many new music teachers don't feel prepared for the elementary music classroom. In this free guide, we'll work through four of the most important things when it comes to being successful as an elementary music teacher. To grab your guide, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com newbie. Again, that's thatmusicteacher.com N-E-W-B-I-E. Hello and welcome back to That Music Podcast. Today we're going to be chatting about subplans. And if you're already groaning, I know subplans are the worst. But the reality is, is when you're waking up at 4 a.m. and you're throwing up or your kid's throwing up and you're like, I can't make it into school today. I want you to be able to put it into ASOP and just call it a day and not have to go into school, get up your subplans or spend an hour at your laptop trying to put together some subplans at the last minute. Because I know that making subplans is not fun, but do you know what's worse than making subplans? Making subplans when you feel like death. So I want to start off by saying this is the way that I do my subplans and it works for me and my school and my district. I know that every district, every administrator might have some specific rules about how their subplans have to be or things like that. Um, whatever your approach is, whatever your expectations are, I hope that you can find something from this episode and take it to make your life a little bit simpler. Um, but I know that everyone has a little bit of a different needs when it comes to subplans. Okay, so how do I do my subplans? And I, I want to talk about kind of, I have multiple tiers of subplans. So I have my main tier of subplans, and then I have my everything has gone to crap kind of subplans. Um, so I, my main subplans, I actually am really proud of. I kind of fell into this system during my first year of teaching and just kind of went with it. So I actually have all of my subplans in a Google Doc. The reason behind why I started doing this is because I teach at two schools. I didn't really want to have to go into two schools if I needed to bring subplans in or, you know, have to remember to print out my subplans and put it on this desk and then print it out again and put it on this desk. Um, and I wanted to be able to have the opportunity of if I'm sick and I'm not going in, I can send this subplan to anyone that I want. I can send this to the secretary. I can send this to the principal. I can send it to the superintendent if I wanted to. Um, not that I do. Um, but basically, I have my subplans all in a Google Doc. And the way that I have it set up, I use a, um, a URL shortener. So I use tinyurl. You could use bit.ly. Um, but basically, I create a short thing that someone can type in that takes them to the digital version of my um, subplans. And I'll show you why that's important in a little bit. So I'm going to give you a pretend URL because obviously I don't really want you to have my current subplans. Um, so I might say, all right, my subplans can be found at tinyurl.com slash sub 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 Mr. Tarbis sub, whatever. Um, and um, the one I use is much simpler. Um, and I just basically, I update that Google Doc and that tiny URL takes them to that Google Doc. Um, so on the first page, I have a letter. I see it says, dear guest teacher, 
Sarah, thank you for coming in. I really appreciate all, you work, all you, that you do. In this document, you're going to find everything you need. Um, and I also put a QR code on that um, document. So if they wanted to put it, do a QR code, they could take it as well. And then at the bottom of every page, I also have the URL listed again, so that even if they have their printed version, they could just type in the um, URL that takes them to the digital copy. On the next page, I have my first school schedule. Um, and basically, I have the schedule. I say what periods you need to be where and when, who's showing up. Um, and then I put my plans for that day. And what I love about using the Google Doc is I actually can go in and change that document at any time without creating a new document. Um, so I can put the instructions that I use. I can put any links to any videos they might need. Um, and I can really adjust it as needed. Um, after that, I have the next page, I have my schedule at my second school. And again, I have my schedule. I said, hey, this is what, the, what time this class is coming. This is what day it is. Um, and here are your plans. After that, I have some important information that the sub might need. So for instance, I have, hey, how do you log into the computer? How do you log into my phone? Because the way my district does phones, you can only be logged in at once. So every, every school, they have to go in and log into my phone or you can't be called on that phone. After that, I have important phone numbers. So for instance, the secretary and the principal of both my schools, I have their phone number in there. Um, and then I also have on the next page, I have all of the emergency information for one school. So fire drill, lockdown drill, tornado drill, as well as for the other school. So next page, fire drill, lockdown, tornado drill. That way, if anything goes awry, they can take that document with them and they kind of know what they're supposed to do. Um, and they can kind of prepare themselves a little bit beforehand if in case, you know, on, God forbid, something goes wrong and they, they don't have to kind of figure it out as they go. It's all kind of abstract, so I'm going to figure out a way to create like a redacted version of this template, and I'll put it in the show notes. You can click there and kind of make your own copy and use it as you wish. So I know that I'm really proud of my template, but the reality is, is a template's not going to get your sub to be able to get through a lesson. So what do I actually put into my sub plans for the students to do? And I'll be honest, that varies a lot depending on why I'm out. So if I was out planned and I knew that I had a specific sub, I might kind of, I, you know, in my district, we have very few subs. So I know that the strengths and the weaknesses of the subs that we have. So I might create my plans in a way that'll allow them to be best successful. Um, so for instance, on this particular document they're looking up right now, um, we were doing some Peter and the Wolf. So we were talking about how music can tell a story, how um, we were talking a little bit like leitmotif and things like that. Um, so I started off by saying, all right, we're going to have a 10 minute discussion. I want you to ask the kids how to, um, how they think music can tell a story, have them think about different styles, different genres the emotion, um, they had them share, share and things like that. And I said, all right, that'll probably take about 10 minutes, including having people write things on the board um, of the main points you think from your discussion. Then I went through and I said, all right, talk to the people about Peter and the Wolf. Tell them that it's a symphonic tale written by um, Peter Sergei Prokofiev. Um, kind of get a little bit of background information about the piece. Then I, I included a clickable link for them to take them to the video of um, Peter and the Wolf and the narrated version. And I kind of gave them some notes like, Harry, bring attention to that, you know, in this specific video, the musicians are wearing the costumes that match the character in the story, um, kind of bringing them back to that leap motif that we were talking about in the previous lessons. Um, and then I basically said, hey, as time allows, discuss why the instruments were chosen to represent the animal or character represented. So... Yes, it is a, vo a video, but I think that this is a, a video that you're using correctly. Um, I'm all for in the, you know, if <laughs> if everything is just going wrong and it comes down to you just putting in stomp and calling a day, that might have to do for that. But I also think that it's important for us to make sure that we are giving the best sub plans we can, because even though they're not going to necessarily have a certified music teacher in the room, we should be trying our best to make sure that they are still engaging in music making and music understanding. 
So this next idea is definitely not an idea that I came up with on my own. Um, it's a lot of people that use this as well. I know my cooperating teacher um, way back in undergrad did this. Um, and it's just, uh, I honestly, I don't use it at my fifth and sixth grade school just because they don't have as much as a repertoire in the games um, based on the way my district works. It's a long story. Um, but at my elementary school, my kind of ideal day for sub plans is to let them have a choice day. And I want you to not freak out for a second. I'm going to explain how I put this into place so that the kids don't like lose it all. So in my room, we don't get this often, typically when it's a, a sub um, or maybe like after a concert or something like that. But the choice day means that any any game that we've ever played in music is fair game. Um, so if they want to play Mouse Mousy in fourth grade, they are 100% okay to do that. Um, but basically they everyone, any any activities the students want to play, we put it on a board, um, and then we vote and say, all right, we're going to start with the game that has the most, we're going to end with the game that has the least, and see how many we get through. And I always put, I'm always very sure to put... Um, like five or six games that the students are, I know they know, um, to give them to get them started in case the teacher has to kind of get the ball rolling on that. Um, and the kids know this. We've kind of went through this. Um, usually before my first sub, I kind of walk them through that or actually do a game day just so they know kind of what that looks like. And once they've done it a couple times, I understand it, like even in previous years. With that being said, I'm fully aware of the fact that that is the nightmare of some subs. So I always give them some options because, again, I would rather them be successful than them to do my sub plans and then never sub for me again. Um, so I always give them another option, a couple other options. So I also have, um, usually I give some sort of plan that has a some sort of video aspect or, you know, even if it's just like doing a brain break or something like that in the middle. Um, and then I also have a set of like physical plans at my schools in case technology explodes, in case who knows what, in case they need to combine. Uh, usually these involve reading some sort of book or, you know, responding or creating their own drawing to some sort of music. Um, honestly, I didn't create any of these stuff. It's a lot of things that I found on TPT for subplans um, that I've just kind of gathered over the years and created a, all right, this folder would be good for a third and fourth grade. All right, this folder would be good for first or second grade. And I always put in the plans like, hey, if you end up using one of my written plans, just let me know which one they did so I can replenish the copies. Um, again, it's not perfect. Again, it's not the education they would receive if I were there. But I think we need to balance our expectations of what students are able to do without us, what teachers are, what substitute teachers are able to do, but also understand that we need to give options because you know, I would love to be able to give my lesson plan to a substitute teacher and just have them teach exactly what I teach. That way it doesn't mess up a rotation, this, that, and the other thing. But the reality is, is any music making is better than none. And whatever we can do to set our substitutes up for success, and I say this as someone who subbed for a hot minute, um, anything we can do to set them up for success is something that we are also doing to set our students up for success. So like I said, I always have some sort of like, oops, container of stuff that I can pull out of thin air if I need to. Um, because the reality is, you know, this, you know, this, the end of last year, I ended up in the hospital and I spent a week in the hospital with appendicitis and I didn't have my laptop. I literally had my phone and that's all I could do to create sub plans. Um, so I was glad that I had some of these things in my back pocket that I was able to say, Hey, go to this link or, Hey, there's this file here, or, you know, here's what we need to do. That way I could not have to worry about it. So I'm going to put all these links in the show notes for here. Uh, but I really think that these are some of my favorite purchases on TPT um, that have been able to help me kind of build up a uh, kind of a library of sub opportunities or sub suggestions or things like that. 
First up is from Alien Miracle. They are, um, it's called Emergency Music Subplan Bundle. And these are great because they're on Google Slides. And basically it's a choice board that the students do together and they can really be good in a pinch. Like these are really great ways for them to be doing active music making, for them to be able to have choice. Um, and really all it requires is a teacher being able to put Google Drive on the board. Um, what I like about this one is it has, you know, kindergarten through fifth grade, but it also has them, you know, not just labeled as fifth grade. So I could do a fourth grade one with a fifth grade one and they won't say, well, this is fourth grade. Um, I love this one. It's great. Um, and I've used it a lot. Another great one is also from Alien Miracle. It's the elementary music sub plans for the non-music sub. This is also a great way for, you know, like singing with the sub, um, great way to kind of give instructions on some of the games that your students know so that when you're saying, hey, it's a choice day, you at least have like a binder of things that like, what are the rules or like, how do you play this so that it doesn't kind of be, it's not all um, focusing on the students. This is great, especially for these younger kids because doing a choice day with kindergarten without instructions can be a little crazy. Another great one that I use to kind of build my folders of like worksheets and things that people could do like without technology is from Lindsay Jarvis. Um, again, on TPT, it's the elementary music subplans bundle with games. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. Um, honestly, if I had the time and really approached it, I could probably make this entire thing my subplans and never have to touch it again. Um, with that being said, I like being a little more hands-on with my subplans. Um, so this, uh, but I really do like having this because it, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, it says ready, set, print. And it really can be that easy, um, especially if you're having like a long term or an unexpected absence. This could be really great. Um, it, it can be really great, especially for those subs that really don't have any experience teaching music. So I hope you've been able to find something from this episode to help you make your sub plans a little bit simpler. Um, but I want to leave you off with this. As long as your students are safe, they feel taken care of, they are engaged and they have something that they can do that ideally is some form of music making and ideally active music making, your subplans are adequate. As long as you are doing what you need to do to set your sub and your students up for success in your absence, please do not feel guilty about taking your sick day. If you have a sick day and you're sick, take the sick day.